There are too many insanely creative humans that are holding themselves back. So many of us have stopped ourselves from stepping into who we truly can and should be. The Creative Commute is here to inspire you to become the very best version of yourself, to stop worrying so damn much, and to shed the fear and judgment that hold you back, revealing the creative, glittery unicorn person you were born to be. Let's get started. Hey, creators. First, I want to thank you. Whether you've listened to a single episode of the Creative Commute podcast or all 17, thank you for joining me on this journey. We're ending season one on this episode, and I'm taking a much needed holiday break to align with my own goals and focus on what we're bringing to you in season two. My husband and I focused some quality time recently on rewriting, refocusing a mission for the creative commute. And it's really about creating a movement of joy because that is what actually brings us joy. And I cannot wait for what's next for this and for everyone who is a part of this movement to also move it forward. That is our huge goal. And I want you to enjoy this episode that actually really digs into the basis for that, how we've kind of figured that out, the basis for my personal journey in 2020, and how that's actually based on the word that I chose for this year, which was delight, and how it brought me some unexpected gifts. So enjoy. This week, Joey and I exchanged closets. We've been in this house for 11 years, and he has always had the spare bedroom. That's always where his clothes have lived. But I just moved in here so I could have the one carpeted room in the house for my office. One, because it's way warmer in here, (laughs) so I don't always have to have a blanket surrounding me. But also, he was really tired of removing the echoes from my podcast recording, so hopefully it's better for you this time, Joey. (laughs) Anyway, we're going through our closets, and I decided to Marie Kondo the shit out of my clothes. With every piece that I looked at, I asked does this spark joy? As Christine Eller said, our podcast guest in last week's episode, if it wasn't a hell yes, it was a big ass hell no. And I got rid of it. We got rid of so many clothes. And that, my friends, is the gift that 2020 gave me. 2020, the year that came straight from the pits of blackest hell, brought a big gift to me. Maybe it was wrapped in a little bit of shit, but let's be honest, (laughs) it was in there and I was lucky enough and worked hard enough, honestly, to find it. Now backing up, at the beginning of 2020, I wouldn't have been able to tell you what even was a hell yes for me. That might sound a little bit weird, but it's totally true. True to a point that I didn't yet understand, but I understand it now. My conscious mind had no idea what my subconscious mind actually wanted, what the real me wanted. There was a, I can't even describe to you, there was a complete and utter block there. But if you've listened to other episodes so far, you may know that the word I chose for this year was delight, which is hilariously ironic for so many reasons. But Beyond the problems that this year brought with delight, you know, I actually had this personal problem with not understanding what actually delighted me. I didn't understand how to delight myself. 
I didn't know what truly made me happy, what lights my fire. Somehow I've been lucky enough throughout my life to unwittingly find a lot of those things. I have a life that is full of lots of amazing things and lots of amazing human beings, which I'm sure is a lot of me being able to find my way through it so successfully in many ways. But it's just astounding to me as I have uncovered some of this that I have found my way as much as I have, but it's also uncovered so many of the things that are holding me back. And it's why I want to share as much as I'm sharing with you today about this. This is going to sound strange. And I recognize fully, actually, that there is a lot of privilege involved in what I'm about to say, too, because I have not dealt with some of the really crazy hardship that many people have faced this year. Like anyone, of course, you know, I've had some disappointments. My husband had big brewery dreams. We were looking at buildings, you know, all of those things were squelched. We've had things that we weren't able to do, travel, you know, all the things. But like, again, this is with a privileged grain of salt. And I'll also get to that a little bit later as well, my thoughts on that. But, you know, my truth is that 2020 was probably the most delightful, full of delight, year of my life. Not even probably, actually, it, it was the most delightful year of my life. And now some people might take offense to that because I definitely didn't get to see as many people who I love nearly as much. I didn't get to experience things that I wanted to with them. But this year was the most delightful year because I finally understand what actually brings my soul joy. It was always there. I chased it without knowing it. And I often was shutting it down and still do. We all do unintentionally. But this year I committed to figuring out what I truly, truly love. And now I'm learning to lean into it. You know, we all have an internal compass. Perhaps you were taught this from a young age and you already know how to use yours. And awesome. That is freaking amazing. But I knew how to use my internal compass about as well as I know how to use a real one, which despite being a Girl Scout, I really don't understand how to use a compass. That's weird, but true. I didn't even know where my internal compass was, let alone how to access it or use it. Understandably, that has led to some challenges in my life. Challenges I didn't even know I had, didn't understand because I didn't have a grasp on what was actually missing for me. That part of your upbringing where you really connect to your true self for whatever reason, I I don't know what that reason is. I didn't get connected to my internal compass. And so I've been a ping pong ball my entire life. I've just been reacting. Mostly gentle nudges from this thing or that and occasionally whapped into a new direction like a ping pong ball would be, but never really understanding where I wanted to go. But what I have found is that what really lights me up is bringing joy through a crap load of work and some really happy accidents or manifestations, some people might say, I am finally, finally finding my own way. I'm learning how to connect to myself, to truly understand who I am, what I desire, and what I can accomplish in this world. And I know now that that is through encouraging other people, encouraging courage, encouraging self-exploration, happiness, joy, and the delight 
that can be found within yourself. Now, are you feeling some me too in this? Have you had this experience of not understanding, connecting to yourself? Or are you like, what is she even talking about? This is like commonplace. Of course, I know who I am and what lights me up. Either way, I encourage you to listen on because I actually didn't really understand how disconnected I personally was either. And I'm not saying that you're not because if you are, that's amazing. Now, it's not anyone's fault that I did not understand who I am. It's no one's fault if this didn't happen for you either. Our culture is not focused, actually, on teaching us to know ourselves. As toddlers, we're taught right from wrong. Here, you can have this. Oh, no, don't touch that. And then we're taught how to please others. We learn how to make other people laugh. You know, I think about my niece. Like She she is recognizing when she does something that makes somebody laugh. She does a thing, and then she turns and looks at you like, Hey, you know, we look for people's reactions. We learn what makes people clap with delight. We learn how to follow the rules. And then we go to school and we learn how to achieve. We learn how to do things correctly. And we learn what happens when we don't. It's after, it is after all of this that so many of us are then asked what we want. And even then, it's not what we want, it's who we want to be. We're asked to find an identity. What do you want to be? And so there's a problem with this if we don't have a connection to our inner selves, an understanding of what lights us up, what we're good at, what makes us feel good. This is deeply, deeply embedded in our culture. In fact, we're a culture entirely built on response from our health all the way to our buying habits, we are a response culture. We look for outside signals to tell us what to do. We look at the ad, we want the new sweater. We see a job posting open up, we want the new job. When we get sick, we take medicine to cure us. When we feel depressed, we eat 15 Reese's peanut butter cups. (laughs) As a kid, when I was asked, what do you want for Christmas? I pulled out the Toys R Us catalog and started flagging pretty things with no thought to why I wanted those things at all. You know, it's funny because I think my husband definitely could have given those reasons as a child. You know, he has a much stronger inner knowing than I do. You know, for some, whatever that reason is, I I didn't get it. It makes me think that a great task could be to have kids write down a reason beside every item that they want, whether that's something they want for Christmas or their birthday or whatever. You know, it's a great thing for any of us to do anytime, actually, (laughs) we want to buy something. Why do I want it? Ask ourselves that question. But I digress. Now, there's nothing actually inherently wrong with those reactings that we're talking about, with reaction. It's a natural and good experience to respond, to see, and to want. That's what our minds and bodies were built to do. The challenge happens when you actually don't know what makes you want it or to know the actual things that could make you happy from having it what actually delights your spirit, what brings you true joy. Looking at a signal and responding to that signal does not bring us joy, right? Having a bad day and eating a Reese's are not an actual direct correlation. Yes, you love chocolate. It makes you feel good. But that's not the thing that can truly help you process the bad day, right? It's looking at the bad day finding a lesson, finding a positive, experiencing some gratitude, you know, finding the why even behind the bad day 
And then you can process how to make it more joyful next time, whatever that situation was, you can make it better. Add the Reese's in, and now you've brought some, yourself some unrelated joy too. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's that we're trying to correlate bad day Reese's when that's not actually, <laughs> that's not actually the, the way that's going to help bring us mental or, <laughs> or physical joy. You know, those learned responses keep us safe. It's, it is what we're taught to do you know, doing it right, staying safe, all good things in moderation, of course, but it's just that understanding that so many of us don't have. We need to know what brings us joy, purpose, and life. So we stop filling our lives with crap and distractions and, oh my God, thank you. Thank you, 2020, for finally clearing out some of that shit for me. We have an opportunity right now. Those of us who are privileged enough to not be completely decimated and ravaged by this year. We have an opportunity to make the world a happier and better place for those who have been reamed by it. And we cannot do it without knowing who we are, what brings us joy, what we delight in, so that we can give that back to the world with love. Cool. Yeah, that sounds good, Jen. (laughs) But how do we do that? You know, the how here is going to be different for every single person. Because your level of disconnection to yourself is different than mine, is different from your neighbor, is different to a listener in Australia or Asia or wherever. But I'll tell you where I started, my very beginning, and something that I keep coming back to. I heard this from a podcaster about a year ago, and oddly enough, I actually heard it, a version of it, from a leader at my corporate job recently. And I was just like, wow, this is, he's saying the same thing that like completely changed my life. And now I've been helping to find ways to share it with people across my company. And it has been so freaking cool because we get to see those light bulbs that are going off for people in in their corporate job. It's just spectacular. And me getting to see those light bulbs, you guys, that would not have happened if I didn't do the self-exploration that I'm talking about. My own journey at work at my day job has transformed this year because of the self-discovery that I've been doing, because of finding my delight, because of finding my joy. I cannot express to you how important this is and what I'm about to tell you. Now, there are a lot of ways that what I'm about to share here is talked about. You know, I'm going to share the version of it that I personally connect with most, the one that I keep coming back to but you can look up other versions of the same concept all over the internet and, and see if it connects with you. But it's based on a Japanese concept called Ikigai. Now, Ikigai means a reason for being. The entire idea of it is helping people to find a direction or a purpose in life. I recognize that purpose, it's such, a, it's such an overused word, but hang in there with me. This is an amazing model for figuring out what lights you up and then turning it into good that you can create. So think of this like a triangle. It's three things. I actually, even when I say it, I like to hold, I like to hold my fingers up like like a triangle. So the first side of the triangle is what do you love? What do you love? The next piece is what are you good at? And what completes the triangle is what does the world need? What do you love? What are you good at? 
what does the world need? Inside that triangle is where you can contribute in a way that brings you joy and also brings the world joy, whatever that is. It's leaning into what you love. It's leaning into what you're good at, which is going to make you love it. And it's bringing joy to the world, which is what makes us feel good as human beings. If you can find that sweet spot for yourself, I'm telling you, it's just, that's where you get in the flow. But what we're talking about in this episode is delight. What do you love? What do you love? What an amazing question. It's at the heart of this. So what I ask of you is to sit with that question. Really think about it. Really consider what in the world lights me up. You might already know this, which is freaking awesome, but I didn't. And it has taken me almost an entire year of really focusing and digging in on this to figure this out. You know, whether you look to God or Jehovah or the universe or yourself or tarot cards or finding signs in cookie crumbs or a grilled cheese, I don't care. (laughs) It's imperative that you figure out what really delights you at your core. Explore a new way if the way that you currently know hasn't worked for you. If you've been taught a certain way of self-exploration that hasn't worked, seek something new. What lights you up is not in a bag of Reese's. <laughs> I can guarantee you that that's not what actually lights you up. And I'm the peanut butter queen. You'd think that maybe that would totally light me up. And maybe I used to believe it did, but there's something much more meaningful out there for you. And my end of 2020 challenge to you is to start seeking what delights you beyond the reactions of your conscious mind. When you know what that is, you can return to it time and time again as your compass. Start aligning with what's inside you with what's outside of you. Put everything you do through a filter of joy. Does this bring me joy? If it doesn't, freaking chuck it. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. So let's invite more delight. Shoot, make it your word for 2021 if that feels good for you. You know, I haven't actually yet decided what my word for 2021 is going to be, and I'm looking forward to figuring it out, but I'm so glad that this year I learned how to delight. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you can give me one gift at the end of 2020, it is to go and leave a review on this podcast. That would mean the world to me. It means so much in the podcast world to get reviews. It really helps to boost it and will help boost us in to season two. So thank you again for listening. If you need more inspiration, go back and listen to an episode that you might have missed or go re-listen to one of the other episodes that might feel like the right space for you right now. I hope you are able to find some delight in the rest of 2020. Have happy and safe holidays for you and your loved ones. And I will see you in 2021.